Welcome back. It is Deb Hutton filling in for Rashmi Nair. I'm always so surprised when I look up and we're halfway through the show. It's always such a pleasure to be with you, particularly on a Friday afternoon. And because it is a Friday afternoon, we know what time it is. Order in the entertainment court. Let's get judgy. Court is now in session. Judge Krause, what is your first case? Well, I was scrolling through Twitter the other day and I saw a tweet that read, as a punk rock girl, this turns me off. Stop bringing politics into music. The tweet's author, Steffi, was referring to Green Day lead singer Billy Joe Armstrong swapping the line, I'm not part of a redneck agenda for I'm not part of the MAGA agenda in the song American Idiot during their televised appearance on Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve. The lyric change ignited a firestorm of complaints on social media. So my question to you is is, is there a place for politics in music? Always. And this tweet broke my brain as a fan of punk rock music since I was 13 years old. When Green Day started playing American Idiot on Much Music, I loved that song. It was a great take on the Bush era. It's a great take on the Trump era. In 2023, punk rock should be political. This is absolutely, uh, there's always a place for politics in music. Yeah, not so much. So Mm -hmm. I'm fine with, in fact, I like the notion of politics in lyrics as they are. And you can choose to like the song or not like the song. But what I don't like is when they're performing and they decide, as as Green Day did, to change the lyrics. Or I remember the first time this happened to me um, when uh, Bono got out his cell phone at a concert here in Toronto and said, you know, text Paul Martin, tell him, blah, blah, blah. I said, no, I go for entertainment. If I like the song, even if it's political, and I would argue, in fact, because it's political, that's great. But don't start making it political after the fact. I just don't like it. All right, here's my verdict. I think what Steffi meant to say was, please don't make music with political statements that don't fit my worldview. (laughs) If she was, in fact, quote unquote, a punk rock girl, she would know that punk rock has always commented on social political issues. In fact, I'm not part of the MAGA agenda is mild compared to anything the dead Kennedys uh, ever sang. They once wrote a song about relieving themselves on the Washington Monument. I would also urge Steffi to to think back to the effect the song We Shall Overcome had as a rallying cry for the U.S. Civil Rights Movement or Bob Dylan's classic song The Times They Are Changing as a clarion call for an entire generation. From protest songs and political satire to musical endorsements and propaganda songs, history records the close relationship between music and message dating all the way back to ancient Egypt. Music has always been a tool to give voice to political opinion. When Green Day released the song American Idiot nearly two decades ago, the band was taking aim at then-President George Bush. On New Year's Eve, the band did what they and countless others have done, and that is express concern over current events that affect us all. And that is my verdict. At the risk of losing my conservative card, I would argue (laughs) I'm not part of a redneck agenda and I'm not part of a MAGA agenda is the same thing, but I'll move on. Judge Krause, what's your next case? (laughs) We'll we'll get to that next week, Deb. All right, JoeBlow.com reports that while the big Hollywood studios have pretty much abandoned DVD and Blu-rays, smaller labels like Arrow, Scream, Shout Factory, and Kino Lorber are making really thoughtful, beautifully assembled 4K collector's editions of cult hits on physical media 
and they're selling really well. Such is the case of Oliver Stone's JFK, reports Joe Blow, which remains one of Warner Brothers' most popular catalog titles, but one they seemingly had no interest in releasing to 4K disc. Their loss is Shout Factory's gain, with them releasing both the director's cut and the theatrical version in beautifully restored versions. So, is this a niche market, or, and here's my question, are Blu-rays the new vinyl? I don't know. I think if you're a movie lover, if if well, even go back to the music lover, more is more. Don't you want options on these things? And and if it appeals to you in in this form or that form, isn't that what this is all about? I finally got a 4K Blu-ray player for Christmas, and uh, I showed my girlfriend a movie on 4K media, like physical disc, and then I showed her the same movie on streaming 4K, and the difference was night and day. As a movie lover, it was like having a 35-millimeter print in my home, and for my girlfriend, who doesn't even watch movies on disc anymore, she was like, oh my god, this is night and day. So I think that for people who love movies, this is going to become a must-have product. For other folks, I don't know, but the difference is there. Here's my verdict. Movies touch people on an emotional level. Movie lovers bond with the films they love, and while the era of streaming offers instant access to a whole lot of movies, these films can just as quickly disappear from whatever streaming service you subscribe to. Got a Jones to see The Godfather? Well, the only way to guarantee you can see it when you want to see it is to invest in physical media. If it's on your shelf, it can be in your player whenever you like. Vinyl, once thought to be a quaint old fashion delivery service for music has made a huge comeback and I think it's more than just nostalgia I think it has more to do with a sense of permanence in the digital world when you own something tactile it feels more real to paraphrase the late great Johnny Thunders you can't put your arms around a digital file the same goes for blu-rays movie fans love to collect but this is more about uh, having a stack or more than having a stack of discs by your television set. This is about making a connection with the movies that you watch. Judge Krauss, what is your last case? Dave Chappelle has another controversy to add to the criticism his new comedy special is generating. On Wednesday, he stormed off the stage during a gig at the Hard Rock uh, Live in Hollywood, Florida, when he caught a fan in the crowd using a cell phone. The Miami Herald reported that Chappelle alerted security before scolding the guy with the cell phone, uh, the audience, and then walking off stage, shaking his head disappointedly. The venue's policy states that device and electronics uh, free, or that it it is a device and electronics free area per the artist requests, meaning that anything you used could be uh, taken from you and uh, kept uh, in prop, possibly not given back. So my question to you is, is Dave Chappelle a prima donna or was he in the right to leave the stage? I'm going to say oh. both. Oh, sorry. Oh. Go ahead. You go ahead. Don't use your phone at the show. Don't take it <laughs> out. Don't film it. It's a comedy show. Live in the moment. Be present. And this guy, he just ruined it for everybody. So, but for Dave Chappelle, I'm going to say he's both a prima donna and he's right. Because there are better ways to shame the individual that, that Ben is calling out. But you don't have to kill the show for the rest of the audience that are followed the, following the rules. So I don't like how he walked out, but he's in the right. right. 
Here's my verdict. Most comedy shows these days ask you to check your phone or place it in a yonder pouch, which they will unlock as you leave the venue. They do that for several reasons. Firstly, it's very distracting to an audience and to the performer to be waving a phone around making a video of the show. Secondly, the comedian's work is his or hers intellectual property. That means you don't own it. You paid for a ticket to see the show, not make a video of it and post it on your socials. From a comedian's point of view, it is theft pure and simple. Even if you don't monetize the video by posting it online, you burn the joke, making it less valuable to the comedian. Comedian and lawyer Dean Obadala says, if people can watch a well-known comedian's current tour for free on a bootleg video, they might not be willing to to pay for a ticket, or people may attend, but then complain that they had seen all the jokes before. So with that in mind, when you're watching a comedian, keep your phone in your pocket. It's respectful to the comedian, and you'll actually enjoy the show more. And that is my verdict. Richard Krauss, always a pleasure on a Friday afternoon. Have a great weekend. You too. Thanks, guys.